right. It is September 1st of 2020, and it has been quite the year with COVID-19 and the quarantine <laughs> still going on, but we're powering through it one day at a time. Isn't that right, Mark? Exactly, exactly. Been a crazy year. Hopefully uh, it calms down a little bit for the rest of the year. I think, uh, yes, I hope so. I hope so. Fingers crossed. I'm an optimist. I was looking at the glass half full. Uh, but before we dive into, you know, having our special guest on the show and answering um, questions with him and hearing what he's all about, I want to welcome you all back to the Run With Ellie Live podcast that are returning guests. And for those of you that are new, thank you so much for joining. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss a new weekly episode with a new special guest every single week. I bring runners on here or anyone who is interested in anything related to running, um, especially within the running community. And on this podcast, my differentiator is everything you hear on here is authentic, genuine, and real. It's raw, it's unedited, it's uncut, but that's why the subscription listener count is so high on Buzzsprout, which is my host. So just a little, give you a little bit of a background of what we're all about. Um, you know, I'm so happy to have you here and welcome to the show. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our special guest this week. So he has a brand, Run Doyen. Did I pronounce that right? That's right. And his name is Mark. And he does kind of what I do, but he's a little more established. By the way, I love your website and your content. You gave me, like, you inspired me to, you know, work on developing my, my stuff, even though I have help. Uh, with my website, but I, yeah, I, you know, I love what you're all about and I can't wait to hear more about it from yourself. So, great, great. That, yeah. That's one of the great things about the running community is, uh, uh, is we're always sharing information back and forth, learning from each other, each other's experiences. And, and that's true among coaches and runners. It, it, it's a great community. So I'm glad you're, you're facilitating that with this, uh, this podcast. My pleasure. And I'm happy that you're a part of it. You're a big part of it, actually. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your brand, how you started, what you do and what you're all about? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm a lifelong runner. I started as a kid, probably seven, eight years old, uh, um, uh, running the Junior Olympics and, and, and ran around the neighborhood and, and <clears throat> I grew up in the mountains in North Carolina and I got, uh, you know, I was big into running. Ran a ton of road races even before I got to uh, to high school, and ran through high school. was was lucky enough to get a uh, a track and cross country scholarship to Ole Miss, where I where I ran there, and uh, really really love the sport. But not not only just doing it, but sort of trying to understand why are we doing you know why do we do these different workouts. What does this workout do? And that's sort of how I got into coaching. You know, after sort of my. Uh, uh, competitive days, you know, I, I, I still run, but I don't, don't compete a lot anymore, but I really got into the coaching side. I think I was really interested in, in, in understanding all the workouts and why do we do what we do. And, and it's sort of nice to, to, you know, be a coach and understand that side of it, but also to be a runner and have done all these workouts. And so, you know, what, not only what the run does or workout does, but, but uh, um, what it feels like, you know, what to actually uh, you know, go through it as a runner. Uh, so, you know, after, uh, you know, after running through college and, and competing for a while afterwards, 
I, I sort of got more into the coaching side of thing. And, and really the last 10, 15 years have, have really focused on, on coaching and helping other people, you know, achieve their goals. And that, to me, that's, you know, the, that's the best possible thing to help people, uh, uh, you know, use your experience to help people achieve their goals. Um, you know, so I, I've been coaching uh, formally for, for a while now, I guess since about 2008, um, you know, doing it, uh, um, you know, a, a little bit of, a, as a business. Um, I joined the Rundoyan team. Uh, Rundoyan is a, uh, uh, you know, a, a coaching collective of, of about uh, 10 or 12 coaches who, um, you know, all of them have a lot of experience. Uh, most of them are, are, are excellent runners themselves, you know, top level runners themselves. Um, and so, you know, I joined that group about three years ago, and it has been a, been a great experience. We um, you know, were able to feed off each other, the, the coaches. We have a, just a wealth of information. There's a subject matter expert. It seems like uh, you know, no matter no, no matter what you're what you're looking at. So it's always uh, you know nice to be able to have other people to to talk through things um, and to help the runners find you know the coach that fits them, the style that fits them the best, uh, you know, the personality that matches them the best. Um, you know, until all of our, you know, information and, and links to all of our coaches and, and even a little questionnaire to help match you up with the right coaches right there on our website at rondoyan.com. Uh, and uh, um, so that's just, uh, you know, a little bit about me. I've, I've had a chance to work with people at all different levels in the sport from somebody trying to run their first 5k to the six hour marathoner to, you know, I've had uh, uh, two women finish in the, in the top 12 at world, I mean, at, uh, um, world marathon majors and, and, and be some of the top ranked uh, runners in the country. So sort of from the elite level all the way to the very, very brand new beginner. And I think that's one of the awesome things about coaching in this sport is uh, uh, getting a chance to work with all, all sorts of different people at different stages in their life, different stages in their running, different goals in their running and, 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 you know, really seeing, you know, all that keeps everything all fresh and new all the time. I love that. And, you know, a few things to comment on here. First of all, I love that you have the experience as a runner. I think that is so extremely important. I cannot emphasize that enough just because I know, you know, as a runner, like you could empathize with your runners and just understand things a little better than maybe if you didn't like better than, you know, most maybe coaches or other people that didn't have that experience. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, this world is ever changing. There are people running for stress relief. There are people running because they just feel like getting outside. And then there are people going for someone like me, a sub three hour marathon. So right. I'm not a world major, <laughs> but that is very admirable that you did coach two women there. That is very cool. Um, but to your point, it, there's just such a huge, there's, there's so many, there's so many niches within this larger niche that I feel like the possibilities are endless. And this is, it's just so great to collaborate with other like-minded coaches and runners. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that it's one of the great things. It's one of the things I learned early on in, in coaching and, and, and what I would emphasize to a lot of younger uh, coaches or people newer to, to coaching is the fact that um, uh, everybody has a different motivation where running fits into their life is different. What they're using running for is different. So you never want to judge 
uh, and assume somebody has the same motivation or is is motivated by the same things that you are, but but rather learn from the runner. You know, where does it? You know, where does running fit into them? Is running stress therapy, which right now we we really need a lot. Um, with everything going on this year, but uh, you know, for for some people are you know they're they're really motivated by a time goal. I really want to hit under three hours for the marathon, or or I want to get that Boston qualifier or whatever. And some people are more like, hey, you know, I just enjoy running and training. And I want to do it in a way where I, I don't get injured and I you know sort of explore what my potential is. And there's some people that you know are look at like, okay, I have a goal. I just want to run this one marathon, and then you know, and then then I'll just run for fun afterwards. And so they're just very time. Uh, centered, and then there's some people that are taking a long-term approach, and so it's really fun to see, um, you know, everybody. But we always have to keep in mind that you know how we approach it may not be how someone else wants to approach it or where it fits in their life. So it's uh, like I said, it, it, it's it's ever changing, and, and that's one of the things that keeps it fresh and fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I have to ask you, what is this is the, this is kind of my rhetoric question. What has been your favorite marathon recently for the reasons that you've like mentioned for everything, just like having the versatility between runners, like, I guess your experience coaching, not running coaching. Right. Uh, yeah. From, you know, from coaching, I, I, I love the New York city marathon. I love going to the New York city marathon um, just because there is such diversity in the people running it. Um, you know, from I, I've been fortunate enough to be behind the scenes as a as a coach for one of the elite invited athletes and, and stuff. So to get to see it from that standpoint and, and and be able to talk to all the, you know, the elite runners and other coaches and everything there at the thing and see that side of it. But also then go out and see the people who are, you know, who, you know, this is a destination race for them. You know, it's going to take them five or six hours. And 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 what they want to do is is go through that experience and 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 do it. And sort of everything else in between. We see people that walk most of the whole way. People that are running. People are going for different times. In in New York City, with being such a diverse city in of itself. But uh, uh, you know, then the race and everything sort of coming together. It's sort of like uh, uh, it's like sensory overload. Um, with, with all the different people and all the different stories and, and just really to immerse yourself in, into that setting and listen to all the people and tell their stories. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, as a coach and as a runner, just as, or as, just as a human being, uh, that, that is, that's fun and exciting to see. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just, it's, yes, I cannot emphasize that enough. And, you know, thank you for sharing all that. That was very valuable information. Um, moving right along, you know, why, so what, why'd you say yes to the Run With Alley Live podcast when I reached out to you and I was like, Hey, you know, Mark, will you be in my podcast? <laughs> sure. I, you know, I, I, I'm a running geek. Any chance I get, I get to, uh, talk about running. Um, I, I love it. Uh, you know, and I like what you're doing here. Um, you know, and, and you're facilitating the conversation, and 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 uh, you know, I, I think the more that we listen to each other, and, and the more that we listen to uh, you know to other people who are who are running or coaching, and uh, the the more shared experiences that we have, the, the the greater our knowledge, and the more that you know we can help each other, and 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 help others out. So any chance I get a, a any time I get a chance to talk about running, I. If I have the time, I, I definitely take that advantage of that. Good, good. Me too. <laughs> and thank you. And, you know, I do try to facilitate 
a positive community where there's, you know, coaches are collaborating. There's no like someone's better. I I truly believe that everyone could learn from each other. I mean, I have a coach coaching me. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a very firm believer in learn, learn. Like, you know, it's everyone has something so valuable to bring to the table. That's exactly right. And I think that's one of the great things uh, in this sport is I learned, you know, when I was first starting out in coaching and I had all the questions and stuff, uh, you know, I had had great coaches like uh, Joe Vigil and, and Renato Canova who were gracious enough to share their knowledge with me. And so, you know, now this time has gone by and I've gained more and more knowledge. I, you know, I, I, I feel I have to share that, you know, with, with the fraternity of coaching. Uh, you know, with, with, with all with everyone else, and, and I think that's one of the great things is is, is this not all about uh, you know all about money or all about your career here. It's about helping other people. That's that's why you get into coaching. It's because you want to help others, and and that goes along with helping other coaches as well. And I, I think that's just one of the special things about our sport. That is very admirable. Uh, I, that's the first time I've actually heard that from another coach. Very cool. I've never heard, of course, coaching, you want to pay forward and help others. And maybe I always say, I like to give others what I didn't get when I was, you know, I was an elite swimmer turned runner. Fun okay. fact. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but I have not heard another coach specifically say to help other coaches. Like, that's cool. I wish, I hope everyone, I truly do believe other coaches believe that, but to hear that verbally, that's, says a lot and I know the listeners on here will really appreciate that I think I think it's true with most coaches I, there's always exceptions to the rule and there's always people you know looking out for yeah. for themselves number one but 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 I think largely uh, that's the case because I think more so in this sport because for a long time uh, you know you, there, there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, coaching out there and in and, and most of the way you had to learn was was from other coaches and in um, you know, and, and I think that sort of carried forward now. And I've been to a lot of coaching conferences and just just learned a ton from from just you know legends in the sport. And, and so, any chance I get a, a you know opportunity to uh, you know to help out somebody, and, and, and I'll have that happen currently um, now, or I might have more experience in one area, or have worked with with a certain type of athlete more than uh, than another coach, and, and I'll sometimes have them reach out to me. And, and ask some questions, and I'm more than happy to, you know, have a call and and, and share what I learned because, you know, I, I was in that same situation. I had an athlete that was going up, to, uh, you know, an elite athlete going up to train at altitude for the for the first time, and this was someone. This was their career. This was very important, uh, you know, for them. And, and you know, I, I had a, a coach Joe Vigil, you know, who's probably one of the most foremost experts on altitude training in the world. He, he took time out of his schedule to sit down with me for 45 minutes on a call and, and walk me through all the different finer points that I need to consider with that. There was no money involved or anything. He was just being the great guy and mentor that he is. And, and you know, I incredibly appreciated that. So anytime I get to to pay that forward is, is, is a great opportunity to me. It just makes me feel better about the sport. I might pick your brain a little because I'm training someone in Frisco, Colorado. Okay. over 9,000 yeah. feet and it's been yeah. a pro it's almost been she knows this too she's amazing it's been like a project working with doctors of physical therapy to other coaches um you know yeah altitude's a, a tough one because it's it really is. contingent on the individual and like 
you know, like high low training is not possible for some people based on their lifestyle. Like right. they have kids, you know, they can't just like, <laughs> do, like do that. So um, I've, I've just found like the sport and everything that could affect it is just extremely interesting. It's all a learning process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really interesting, the physiology behind it. I grew up in the South. I, you know, I grew up in, in, uh, you know, in North Carolina, I went to school in Mississippi. Uh, and so, so I'm used to the hot, humid summer times, but the more I, I uh, researched and, 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 and thought about and, and, and learned about, um, running in hot, humid weather. And the more I knew about altitude training, and I realized there was actually a lot of similarities. Anybody who's been outside in a hot, humid summer day knows it's harder to breathe because the the, the water molecules are crowding out the oxygen molecules, making the oxygen less dense. Um, the same thing, it's the same almost effect that you get at altitude. You know, so I call training in the hot, uh, humid uh, conditions in the summertime, sometimes poor man's altitude. Because uh, it has a lot of very similar effects training at altitude, um, you know, does. Yep. And it's really interesting to me. I've always sort of geeked out on learning all that, that, you know, the physiology of it, exactly what's going on with different uh, uh, workouts and how does this training concept work and, and stuff. So me too, I can get a little carried away sometimes with my. Uh, no, no, uh, yeah. It's good. It's good. Because, like, I was suffering through the humidity through the New York City summer all summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, I, I know powering through it just makes you so much stronger because now the humidity is gone and it's like, I mean, fingers crossed, but it's just a different ball game because I'm like, oh, wow, my paces, like they feel like doable again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? that, that first that first tempo run when the weather, uh, when you get a cool day in like September or something, it starts cooling down the first time you do a tempo run in that weather after a summer training in the heat and you're like, Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I could breathe. Really yeah, and then, you, then you see all the benefits of all that work you did over the summer. Exactly. Yeah. It actually does make you a lot stronger. Also mentally. I do believe that there's a mental factor there. Yeah, Oof. definitely. I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking about the time <laughs> runs in the summer. It's uh it's it's a mental callousing process, really. Uh, you know, it's sort of, we, we, we callous the body to, you know, to hard efforts, but we also callous the mind to, to hard efforts and, and nothing will do that like a hot, humid, uh, uh, you know, run uh, to, to sort of harden the mind so that, uh, uh, you know, you can, you basically learn that you can do hard things. And, and that's, a, that's an incredible realization for runners. Uh, to realize that, you know, the process is like, hey, yeah, this is hard, but, you know, I trained to be able to do hard things, so I, can, I yeah. can do this. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, which is, like, pretty cool to realize. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, you know, I, by the way, I love your blog. I love it. Oh, thank you. Um, I think it's, that's similar to what I did, but I just, like, I more use my Instagram to write my content. Okay. Um, my blog, yeah. I'm just going to slowly build, but you know, I guess when you started coaching, did you have like, you, was a blog like in your mind, a way to share your wealth of knowledge to other runners or you just wanted to do you like, like, I didn't even know you like to write. That's such a fun fact. 
Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, and I haven't gotten to do as much of it lately, but I, but I did a lot for a long time. Um, and, and I really like sort of, it helps me to synthesize down the information. If I, if I have to write it down and put it down in, in an article, it makes me think through it. And that helps uh, cement it in my own brain. Uh, you know, so I take a lot of, of what I learn in, in different thought processes around it and stuff, and then sort of try to boil it all down into a, you know, a certain topic. Um, you know, in, in what, of course, when I started out, there wasn't uh, uh, blogs in, in Instagram. Um, so, it, so it was a great chance for me once, you know, once we started to get these, uh, uh, these different forms of communication to be able to, to sort of use that then and, hey, yeah, let's talk about this and let's explore this in a little bit more depth. Because a lot of times in a book, you know, you get something and they'll spend a couple pages on it and then it's, it's done. But in, in uh, you know, you can do a, a series of Instagram posts or a, uh, a um, or a blog and include more pictures and stuff and really explore things in a little bit more depth and, and sort of maybe take a different slant on it, you know, for how it works into your world and the people that you work with. And so I, I, I really enjoy doing that. I, I probably have well over a hundred uh, blog posts and I actually had a blog before that, that eventually uh, got erased that I probably had another 50 some uh, blog. Sometimes I cover the same subject. So, you know, over again, or from a different a slightly different viewpoint, but uh, um, yeah, it, it, I think it's it really has helped me uh, synthesize things down and, and to sort of form my uh, coaching philosophy and, and sort of how I look at things and and explain a little bit of the reason why I think that way or, or how did I get to that conclusion. I love that that it helped you formulate your coaching philosophy, and I also think it's very valuable to maybe hit on a topic from different angles too because you know, if you're just talking about one thing, I'm sure there's many other things you could talk about in relation to that thing. Like if you're talking about an interval workout, let's break this down here. You know, there's a lot of different interval workouts you could do. So, you know, that's just an example. Uh, so I think that's kind of cool that you did hit on different, different angles, even though it was like hitting on the same major topic, you were not saying the same exact thing. Right. No, exactly. You know, and that's one of the things I love about listening to other coaches and, and going to coaching conferences. And so and it may be all material that I've heard before or I know the concept behind this or, or behind that or whatever the person is talking about. But but even in, the, in those cases, they'll eventually say something or somebody will say something and make me look at it from a slightly different angle. Will make me look at, well, you know, I have never thought about it in that context and, and sort of, you know, look at it that way. And it, it, it makes it really, uh, uh, you know, makes it really fun and, and very rewarding uh, yeah. that, but, you know, because I always say coaching is sort of like, you know, pushing a couch across the floor. You can't just push in one place. You sort of have to push over here and then move over and push over here and, and stuff and, and make it work together to get it to the couch across the room or develop your 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 coaching philosophy or even use that analogy for, for training the body. You sort of have to push at different points to get good leverage and, and see things from different angles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you speak to your runners, but I do. And yes. that like kind of ties to the like the communication that needs to happen between a coach and an athlete too you know it can't just go like coach telling the runner what to do versus like you know a collaboration I mean I love I love a collaborative coaching relationship and just it also builds it, it builds a fundamental to be a successful runner I truly believe and a successful coach actually 
Yeah, no, I definitely think communication is is huge. Um, and that's why I think, uh, um, you know, coaching is as, as much an art form as it is a science, uh, because there's those elements in things like, uh, uh, you know, communication that needs to be adaptive, uh, you know, o- over time. I've always been the type of coach that uh, I like questions because it shows me the runners and engaged and is curious and wants to know why we're doing what we're doing and stuff. And that's the type of runner I was. I always did better when I knew why we were doing what we were doing. So I always encourage my runners, you know, if they're ever interested on why we're doing a certain thing to let me know, um, you know, I'll be, they'll probably have to tell me to shut up after a while, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell them all about, you know, what, what this workout does and why we're doing it and things like that, because, you know, I think it's, it's, it's good communication, but then again, there's some runners who, you know, just coaches tell me what to do. I'll do it. I don't, I don't really need to know all those details and stuff. So it's, it's a little bit of an art form. Find out what level of communication works best for them. And, and nowadays, what what form of communication uh, works best? Some people are text people. Some people want to talk on the phone. Some people, uh, I have one runner who just messages on Facebook. That's, that's her form of communication that works for her. Really? Yeah, so everybody's you know a little different. I let them find what works for them because I'm on most forms of uh, of communication now. So whatever sort of works for them, I, you know, I, I'm okay with. But uh, um, and, and you find that, that some people are, are a little bit more comfortable in, in one form or another for for whatever reasons, and it helps them open up and communicate more and 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 ask more questions and and feel a little bit more secure and engaged. Yeah, you know, it's I love that. Um, I just like also love streamlining processes and just like so I don't drive myself nuts. Yeah. But you know, as I hopefully evolve and you know maybe have other co- coaches under me or whichever way I go, um, I, I'd be more flexible. But like a Facebook message, ah, eh, that's different. That's cool though. I like that. That's cool. That's a nice rapport that someone feels like that comfortable messaging you. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, everybody's a little bit, it goes back to the motivation why they're running. Uh, Everybody has a little different comfort zone on, on, you know, where they, uh, you know, where where they feel good. I think, especially nowadays, when everything, you know, got enough things to be stressed out about, um, you know, in the the current, uh, uh, you know, in the current situation in the country, in the world, that uh, giving people that comfort zone, helping them feel comfortable in, in, in communicating, I think is, you know, is important, uh, you know, now more so than ever. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And like, I definitely have phone calls with most of my uh, runners just cause like I really value either the zoom FaceTime or just hearing someone's voice. I think text could get kind of misconstrued sometimes, but again, to each its own, everyone has their way that they prefer. Well, yeah, and, and it's funny because I think it works different with different coaches too. Um, I had there, a lot of the uh, uh, you know the runners who, who go through Run Doyen um, have Zoom calls with their their um, athletes on a regular basis, and I, I tend to do a lot more phone calls. And I'm not sure if I'm just not as pretty to look at, or or that they just prefer um, phone calls. But uh, um, you know, so we even see difference. Uh, you know, I think different people uh, attract different runners and different uh, uh, level people. So it's good to it's always great to find you know help them be be as most comfortable, you know, and, and as most, uh, cause that'll lead to, to being more open, open and honest and getting better communication and feedback. And that just allows us as a coach to give them even better guidance. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and just trying new things always. Um, 
I love all that. Thank you so much. I just want to move along and, you know, not go over time here. So sure. You, this kind of came out. I kind of get why you love coaching, but I would love to hear from your own words. Like, what do you truly like? What is the absolute number one thing you love about coaching? And if you could tell anyone here, like if they were to be a coach, what advice would you give them? You know, I, I, I think just like twofold question. <laughs> right. I think I think just like every runner um, has their different motivation for running. I think uh, different coaches have different motivations for coaching. For me personally, I've always been a big believer in stewardship. If we've been given something, if we've been given a, a gift of whether it's an experience or knowledge or whatever, that that we have, you know, an obligation not just to use it for ourselves, but to use it to to you know a, a, as a way to help others. And you know, that's always sort of been important to me, an important theme in my life. And so, uh, I, I learned early on as a kid, uh, you know, growing up and 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 running in this sport that setting a goal and working hard to achieve it and then achieving that goal is is big in, in all elements of your life, not just in running, but it carries over to all, everything else in your life. It gives you a, a sense of confidence that helps you deal with peer pressure and other things. Um, it, you know, it, it can be a, uh, you know, it, even if you try real, for a real big goal and try real hard and you don't get there, you learn still learn a lot about yourself. So I think it's a great process uh, for people to go through. So to be able to be a coach and, 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 and be a guide and a help and a shepherd or, or a, a Sherpa, <laughs> uh, help people along that goal, to, to go down that path of setting a, a goal and then working to achieve it and, and being able to, to help them uh, get there is, you know, to me, that's, to, to me, that's a blessing that that's something that, you know, you know, if I could do that all the time, full time and never, you know, never have to uh, worry about everything else in life, um, then then that's what I would do, because I, I enjoy that uh, you know, immensely. And, you know, there's I get more excited and I get, uh, uh, you know, more nervous and, and uh, everything watching my runners compete than I ever did competing myself. Um, yeah. well, I, I love to see them, you know, go go through that and. I, to, to me, that's why I coach, um, whether there's money involved or not any money involved or or anything else. Um, then, you know, to, to me, that's uh, that's what it's about. But it's a very individual thing to me. That's, uh, uh, you know, my motivation behind it um, for for other people. It might be, uh, you know, it might be different. Um, so I, I'm sorry. No, what was that? the second part of your question there? I got a little emotion. Um, yeah, no, no, it's fine. I. I could relate to what you just said. I've jumped into marathons because like, I've been like, that's my runner jumping in. Like, I'm so serious. So I get you. I feel like you. Um, the second part of the question was, if you were to give someone who was wanting to become a coach one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Um, it's maybe a two-part piece of advice. I, I, I guess I'm to tell them that two of the biggest things is, is one, never stop learning. It's never think you've learned everything you need to learn or that you can learn. Uh, the more that you learn, the more you can help others. And, and this is a sport that's ever evolving. We're learning more and more. People are, are seeing different things. No one has all the experience or all the knowledge. So never stop learning and, and just take that attitude into to running. Um, even if you don't agree with the majority of something another coach or runner says, 
there's one something they say you can learn from and it can even if it's just to make you think of something in a different way so always never stop learning and then uh the the second part of that is be flexible um and and, and to realize that there's just not one way of doing things or one motivation or or one of anything that everybody's different you know we're all different shapes sizes and colors we're all uh, different people and, and because of, of all of our uniqueness there are multiple ways to uh uh you know uh, there's multiple right motivations or there's no really right or wrong motivation but there's multiple motivations there, there's there's multiple ways what works for one person may not be specifically uh, uh what's best for somebody else even though a lot of their situations can be similar so you have to learn the individual you have to be flexible and and be able to apply all those things that you learned uh to that individual and what's going to work best for them so flexibility and and keep learning I love that flexibility, always learning, you know, knowledge is power. I, I agree with those two things. I just want to comment that, you know, I love that. I meet with every runner I work with because I don't, I don't scale to the masses with my one-on-one coaching. I have a very like set number of runners. I work with them. I'm very hands-on and tailoring programs to meet their lifestyle needs, their work needs, their running needs, and being able to adjust. Like, you know, you get a stress fracture, being able to work with that person where they am and make it work. Like not just pulling back all the training you did, maybe just going more on like working with the PT and yourself and the runner and like maybe more of a strength centric cycle or something like that. Just, yeah, yeah. being able to work with everyone where they're at. Um, exactly. Understand their individual situation and, and, and then apply your knowledge to that specific situation. Yeah. 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 And, and maybe asking other coaches like, who knows? I might hit you up, Mark. I might hit you up. There you go. <laughs> well, that is, you know, all I have um, for the show today. I really want to thank you so, so much for joining the podcast. Uh, you know, knowledge is power. I can't thank you enough. And for yeah. everyone listening, I will be sharing Mark and Run Doyen's information on the podcast notes across Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser tomorrow. And Mark, thank you so, so much for joining. And I look forward to just, you know, coordinating with you and collaborating with you potentially in the future. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the opportunity to talk about running any chance I get. Of course. I love that smile. Keep on smiling and have a great day. And everyone right. listening, uh, tune in for a new uh, weekly episode next week. Subscribe to the show. And Stay tuned for our new episode coming up tomorrow. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.